conversations that matter. You're listening to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Earlier this year, the nation's largest theological seminary, the Fuller Theological Seminary, introduced its first ever African-American president at the institution. Dr. David Emanuel Goatley joins us right now to discuss his historic appointment and what he hopes to accomplish as the leader of this grand institution. Dr. Goatley, good to have you on and congratulations, sir. Well, it's good to be with you today. Thanks for the invitation, and it's good to hear your voice and be with your listeners. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's been it's been a while, and I'm delighted to uh, to have uh, these uh, minutes between now and the top of the hour uh, to talk about again this historic appointment. Let me start by asking, how's it going so far? Um, life is busy, uh, but the Lord is kind. <laughs> I'm drinking from a from a water hose, but I'm not drowning. There you go. Uh, you know, when you start a, a new role. Uh, you have a lot of uh, people to meet internally and externally, uh, but I'm I'm thrilled uh, with the uh, students that I get to meet, the alumni, the staff and faculty. Our our board has been wonderful, and we have a network of very generous and uh, thoughtful uh, donors uh, who love the Lord and love the school, love the church, love the world. So. I'm off to a good start, and uh, thankful for the for this call in my life. You may have heard the old adage that the uh, the the the, uh, the mediocre borrow and the great ones steal. I'm on the great ones. So I'm going to steal what you just used. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> freely, that, freely we receive. Freely you, we give. <laughs> <laughs> I love that drinking from a water hose, but I'm not drowning. That's how I feel with this startup called KBLA Talk Fifteen Eighty. That most days. I'm drinking from a water hose, but thank God for Jesus, I'm not drowning. So I I, I know exactly how you feel, man. Um, For those who are not familiar with the Fuller Theological Seminary, uh, tell us about the seminary itself. And I've got some other things I want to follow up on beyond that. Great. Thanks for uh, the question. Uh, Fuller Theological Seminary was founded in 1947. Uh, It came came from the genesis of an idea of a, a radio evangelist, Mm. Charles Fuller, uh, who had a very far-reaching radio broadcast. It uh, exceeded the listening audience uh, of the other non-religious radio programs of his era. Mm. And he had a vision for preparing uh, pastors and missionaries who would be able to go throughout the world sharing the good news of, of Christ in word and deed. And so he had a heart uh, to to develop a school for that. And some of his relationships, particularly with uh, a prominent pastor who was in Massachusetts at the time, John Ockengay, uh, they uh, prayed and talked and visited and took counsel and ended up developing a theological school that they wanted to be uh, the Caltech of theological education. Mm. Uh, so they wanted it to be uh, a school that took very seriously the authority of the Bible, took very seriously first-rate scholarship, and took very seriously a, a vision uh, to bear good and faithful witness to Christ Jesus in the world. So that's the genesis mm-hmm. uh, of who we've been. Um, we've had a, a long and uh, influential um, history of preparing people 
um, who are serving across the country and around the world. And that's one of the distinctives of Fuller Seminary that uh, from early in our history, we've had a commitment of helping to equip people uh, from around the world for what God is calling them to do. And for those who are part of uh, the Christian uh, family and even those who are not but who pay attention uh, to uh, the movement of religion around the world, you know that today uh, the the most vibrancy of the Christian church is in the global south. And uh, that is a part of what has been uh, a, a commitment to the seminary across the years. So yeah. that is a part of our early development. Uh, we, <clears throat> we've been blessed to have a robust uh, history and thousands of alumni who are serving around the world. Uh, One of the distinctives today is that we have both a school of mission and theology um, and a school of psychology and marriage and family therapy. And so that is another distinctive that we have is understanding that we need to equip leaders to care for the whole of the human person, yeah. not just one soul, but also the the heart and the mind, yeah. uh, the spirit and the mind. So it's an integrative approach uh, that that we find uh, is, is very helpful um, and is helping us to equip people for a variety of, of places of service. Look at my clock here. I've got a little less than two minutes, uh, a little less than two minutes before news, traffic, and sports. Of course, we'll continue on the other side. Let me ask you right quick, um, who's going to seminary these days? I ask that in part because uh, we have Cornell West on uh, in our second hour today. Dr. West is here. He's teaching at Union, as you well know, Union Seminary in New York City. I've been in this class any number of times over the years of our friendship, and I've seen just a variety of people who actually are sitting in these classrooms at seminary. So in uh, in, in 90 seconds, and again, we can continue. Tell me who's actually who's going to seminary these days, who's applying? Well, one of the uh, dynamics uh, that has happened in seminaries in recent years, in earlier years you'd have younger students who are coming like right out of undergraduate and then going right into graduate school, mm-hmm. so it was younger. Now we have a number of second career, third career, fourth career mm-hmm. uh, folks. So, so it's an older population uh, generally, which brings, uh, which means that both their age and their experience then becomes a, a different set of tools to help interrogate uh, texts, and also uh, a number of schools, including us. Have a lot of num- a lot of people who are who are taking their courses in a hybrid form, so there may be a few days on campus, and then the rest of the time in a semester, they may be uh, studying from work or home. So they bring their contexts into the class experience as a part of the text. Yeah. So it really enriches it, and uh, that is a, tr- a trend in theological education. Just getting started uh, in this hour in conversation with Dr. David Emanuel Goatley, who is um, the relatively new president of the nation's largest theological seminary, the Fuller Theological Seminary. Uh, he is uh, its first ever African-American president, and you know I want to interrogate that, to use his word, and a great deal more when we come forward after news, traffic, and sports on KBLA Talk 1580. Be sure to like and follow Tavis Smiley at The Real Tavis Smiley. And get Twitter updates at Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues when we come forward. forward. 
pleased to be delighted, uh, pleased and delighted, I should say, to be joined in this hour by Dr. David Emanuel Goatley, uh, who is the president of the theological seminary named Fuller. Um, he is the institution's first African-American president, uh, and uh, we are honored to have him on for the first time ever KBLA Talk 1580, but not his last. Before news, traffic, and sports, Dr. Goatley, I was asking you these days who goes to seminary, and I ask that in part because when we think of seminary, we think of people going into a space to learn, they come out and they preach, uh, but there, 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 are so, there are so many other things that people do when they receive seminary degrees. So the question now is not who goes to seminary, but what are they doing when they leave the seminary? Yes, the, um, the way that I like to talk about what seminaries do when we are at our best mm-hmm. is that we help to equip leaders for the work God is calling them to do. Mm-hmm. And that is multifaceted and multidimensional. We do train people who are called to be pastors of congregations, and that work is incredibly important. The world needs good churches, and good churches need good pastors. Mm -hmm. And so that's a part of what we do. But uh, ministry is much uh, more, is a, a much wider horizon. So there are people who uh, are doing community organizing work and justice work. We have a master in justice and advocacy mm. that we do. Um, there are people who do chaplaincy work, uh, chaplaincy work in hospitals, in in um, prisons and jails, on sports teams, even in the corporate world. And we have a degree to train people uh, to be chaplains, a master of chaplaincy. Uh, There are people who want to equip themselves to deal more substantially with the, the deeper things of faith and truth in their public marketplace. And so we have master of arts degree that attracts professionals uh, who are attorneys and business persons, etc., because they know that uh, the the tools that they have for succeeding in the marketplace are critical. But but they have to deal with so many things that deal with ethical issues and moral issues, and they really want to equip themselves better. Mm-hmm. Uh, that more than they can do with their personal devotions and more than they can do with kind of a, a occasional Bible study, yeah. but to be able to connect the, the deep truths of the Christian uh, trajectory mm-hmm. over time into what they're doing, who uh, may even be a journalist, uh, world-class mm-hmm. journalist mm-hmm. like you, yeah. who want to dig deeper and draw and drink from that well. So those are some of the kinds of work uh, that people are finding themselves doing. And then for us, also, we're training psychologists who are doing research, publication. Uh, We have uh, a a history of doing some good integrative work around neuroscience and psychology. We're training marriage and family therapists. Uh, So... These are, are Christian people who are committed to the Lord yeah. and feel the Lord calling them to help people to grapple with mm-hmm. the hurts and the pains and the traumas that they have, as well as to do the pre, pro, uh, proactive and preventive things yeah. so that in their personal lives and in their families 
and in their communities, they can be as strong and whole as they can be. So that's an We're, example of a wide array of uh, the people who, who graduate and go to work. We're always honored on this program to speak to a variety of scholars, and uh, the first couple of days of this week ain't no joke. I mean, we've got uh, Dr. David Emanuel Goatley right now in conversation, uh, president of the Fuller Theological Seminary, the largest seminary in the nation. Uh, in the next hour, we'll be joined by Cornell West uh, tomorrow on the 55th anniversary of the assassination of Dr. King. We'll be joined by Michael Eric Dyson. So the scholars are rolling through here this week for a variety of conversations. I raise that notion, uh, Dr. Goatley, uh, uh, off of those factoids because, uh, again, tomorrow we will commemorate the 55th anniversary of the person I regard <clears throat> as the greatest American this country's ever produced. That's my assessment. This audience knows that. To me, he is the greatest American that we have ever produced. King often talked about, as you well know, what he called uh, unarmed truth and unconditional love, unarmed truth and unconditional love. You talked earlier about ethics and and, and, and morals. Uh, and I, I want to ask right quick here, what you see in this moment uh, as the state of religion in our world? Well, I think it depends on where you look mm-hmm. uh, as to what you see. Um, there is a temptation uh, to look at the the disappointment and the darkness, and there's plenty of it to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there are people who, uh, you know, when you say religion, that's why it's spoken. <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, I think for me as a Christian, one of the challenging things that we have are people who call themselves Christian, but who bow to another God. Mm-mm. And they're, they're not living uh, with a commitment uh, to following Jesus in word and deed. Uh, so there is an example. There are, for example, a, a number of churches in the United States. They seem to be better at being churches for their vision of a nation than the vision of what God's will is for this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look at the way that, you know, we follow. So there are a lot of churches, for example, they organize their year by the secular holidays. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Fourth uh, of July, mm-hmm. Memorial Day, a secularized Thanksgiving, and a happy Xmas, mm-hmm. where they don't follow the Christian year the season of Advent, the season of Christian, of, of Christmas, uh, the time, you know, uh, we're in the season of, of Lent mm-hmm. now, and this is Holy Week. And there are many people who call themselves Christians who are not focusing on the supreme sacrifice that Jesus has made for the world this week that would lead to Good Friday, the crucifixion, crucifixion and then the silence of Saturday, before we get to the celebration mm-hmm. of Christmas, I mean, of, of uh, Resurrection sure, Sunday. Sure. And so we, I think part of the tr- challenge is uh, bowing to idol gods. And, you know, part of what King talked about was the the um, death dealing of materialism, oh, yeah. racism, and, militar- uh, and ma- militarism. Mm-hmm. And there are those... That is their holy trinity, particularly in the global West, of materialism, racism, and militarism. And that is what we have to 
struggle against. So there is a lot of darkness, but also there there is light shining. You know, the John talks about the light that comes and the darkness cannot comprehend it or mm-hmm. overcome it. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the challenges that we sometimes do is we start with lament and spend too much time there, when what we ought to do is following the tradition of the Christian mystics is to begin with what they would, we would call via positiva, the positive, the light of Christ. Mm-hmm. Then we should visit the wounds, and then we should move toward transformation. So it's a, it's a journey of via positiva, via negativa, and via transformative. So we need to celebrate the gifts, visit the wounds, and work for transformation. And I think that we need not to ignore the many times and the many places where there are churches where they're really making a difference. It doesn't make the headlines, you know, unless they unless they get on a show like yours where you're, you know, you're not drunk with just the what the popular marquee is saying, mm-hmm. unless they're able to talk and get a, a platform where otherwise they would be unknown and unsung, then we assume that nothing's happened. So there are a number of Christian people, there are a number of churches, or a number of non unconventional and non-traditional ways that people are trying to make a difference in the world. And I think we have to not uh, assume that darkness is overcoming yeah. uh, the light. No, I, I received that. Uh, I'm thinking of Dr. King uh, and a conversation he once had with uh, Mr. B, uh, Mr. B to me, Harry Belafonte. Uh, and uh, King was essentially saying to, to Harry, I'm, I'm a follower of that uh, first century Palestinian Jew named Jesus. Make no mistake about that. Uh, I love Jesus Christ. It's these Christians I'm concerned about. So he, he, he loved Jesus. It's just his followers that he had an issue with. I digress. When we come forward, I am curious uh, as to a bit of the backstory about Dr. David Emanuel Goatley and why theology for him. Of all the things he is uh, gifted to do, he said earlier that uh, Fuller is about equipping leaders uh, for the work uh, that God is calling them to do. Why theology for him? And how is he processing that he is the first African-American to be the head, the leader of the nation's largest theological seminary, the Fuller Theological Seminary? You're listening to Dr. David Emanuel Goatley right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Interrogating your assumptions and expanding your inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Let's get back to our guest, Dr. David Emanuel Goatley uh, on KBLA Talk 1580. He is uh, the leader, the president of the nation's largest theological seminary, the Fuller Theological Seminary. Dr. Goatley, I, I wanted to ask, and I, I will as I'm watching my time getting away from me uh, here, um, why theology for you? Of all the things that you could have been equipped to do as a leader in the world, why theology for you? Well, uh, the most direct answer is uh, God called me in this path. Mm. And my experience is it's better to do what God calls you to do. Um, and, uh, I was, I was, I was, uh, raised in a pastor's home, uh, and, uh, my parents were Christian leaders and I had a good experience. My pastor and father, W.H. Goatley Sr., served the First Baptist Church in Eminence, Kentucky for 47 years. Mm. And so I grew up in uh, a home, a Christian home, uh, with a pastor and, I'm happy about it, not traumatized with it, not <laughs> upset about it. Grew up in a, a, a church that loved and supported and 
gave you a chance to serve. You didn't have to be a professional grade uh, performer to be able to participate. Mm. Um, and so I, w- I was blessed to be nurtured in that way and in a church that had a heart for the world. Uh, it was a smaller membership congregation, but we were taught that, you know, there are no small churches uh, because uh, God's not a small God. Mm. And uh, it was a, a, a generosity uh, for the world. Uh, so that was a part of my rootage, and uh, I I thought I wanted to be wealthy, and so I went to school to be an engineer to try to create personal wealth out of that. And I went to work in corporate America, and in a couple of years of uh, being a part of uh, selling uh, uh, corporations things that they probably didn't need, uh, I was convinced that I was not going to use my life and ability uh driving up somebody's, you know, stock value mm. um, and, and not making the world a better place. That was for me. I'm not I'm not making any judgments about sure. what God leads somebody else to do. Sure. But for me, that wasn't it. And, and that was a part of my own discernment. And so I've had the privilege of being a, a, a church musician, a urban missionary, a congregational pastor, a teacher in higher education, I led a global mission society for 20 years, the Lot Carey Baptist Foreign Mission Society. I've been uh, I then was called to be uh, uh, academic and administrator at Duke Divinity School, and then the Lord sent me here to to Fuller uh, to to help preside over its next era of serving and flourishing. Yeah. And so uh, I was minding my own business, and what I tell people is, mind your business, do your work, the Lord is sent for you when the Lord is ready for you, and that's, that's, that's my story. And what I tell people is, don't come for me unless I send for you. That's what I tell people. Don't come for me unless I send for you, but I like your advice better. Uh, and I'm still uh, still tickled by the fact that uh, that it is true, uh, what uh, Dr. Goldie said a moment ago. It's just better to do what God's calling you to do. Uh, you go out on your own. Uh, somebody said, we plan and God laughs, so don't always work out the way you plan. It, and you start trying to do what you want to do, and it just doesn't quite work out. It's like Luther's curl back in the 80s. Luther Evangelist's curl never, never really quite curled. So it's just better to do what God calls you to do. Simple but straightforward. Our remaining moments with Dr. David Emanuel Goatley when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. Loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. Right now. I've only got three minutes left in uh, this hour, three minutes left with Dr. David Emanuel Goatley. I promise to have him back uh, as often as he can in the uh, weeks and months and years to come to talk about any number uh, of any ethical and moral issues that um, we are wrestling with in our country, in our world. And so now that he's here on the West Coast, we're going to tap in him as often as he can, uh, again, to, uh, to, to help us understand and navigate some of the ethics uh, and uh, social issues and uh, moral issues that our that our country uh, is uh, is trying to navigate. So we'll do that in the in the days ahead. But I want to close today's conversation. Though I haven't introduced him to you as the president of Fuller Theological Seminary, with this uh, quick question, with the two minutes I have left, uh, and that is uh, how he processes uh, being the first African American to lead the nation's largest theological seminary, Dr. Goatley. Well, the, one of the things that is really helping me uh, is to hear people who are black and brown and Asian and white uh, in the U.S. and beyond to embrace 
how significant this is, both symbolically and substantively for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's helpful uh, for you to listen uh, to people uh, who love the Lord and who are thoughtful. Uh, you don't need to listen to your enemies too much. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, this is new. My five predecessors were all white men uh, who followed a certain trajectory of evangelical life, and I am not from that um, pathway uh, to make myself in uh, that the Lord has used to bring me to this place. And so substantially, I am a product of black Christian family life, black community life, and black church life. And that helped get me ready to deal globally and nationally and face the headwinds that come my way. Mm. And so uh, I I rejoice that the Lord led this institution to do a bold and unusual thing, uh, to call a black man in the United States uh, to be the executive leader. And that is substantively significant. Symbolically, it's also significant that there are people who who can see, hey, it happened once, maybe it can happen to me. And perhaps that can stimulate the imagination and the aspiration of somebody else who it would look like under ordinary circumstances. They may not have a chance, but perhaps this can be inspiring to some. Well, the Board of Trustees at uh, Fuller Theological Seminary made a, uh, made a wise choice uh, when they selected Dr. David Emanuel Goatley to be uh, their next president, their sixth president. Uh, and he is the first African-American to do so, as you just heard, leading the nation's largest theological seminary. And as they say down south, that's high cotton. Uh, I've taken so much from this conversation with Dr. Goatley, not the least of which is that uh, uh, while the Bible uh, in, in uh uh, compels us to love our enemies, you ain't got to listen to him. I hear his point loud and clear. You ain't got to listen to him. You just got to love him. Dr. Goatley, sir, an honor to have you on. We'll do it again in the coming months and uh, uh, days ahead. As I said, uh, now that you're here, we want to tap into your expertise and your insight. Thank you for your time today. All the best to you, sir. Thank you, Brother Smiley. All the best to you and greetings to my colleagues who are coming later in the week. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. Speaking of coming later in the week, coming up right about now, after news, traffic, and sports, Dr. Cornell West on KBLA Talk 15.